Holy shit, everybody. I don't know if you're a fan of MMA, but UFC 232 was an amazing card. Both main events ended in knockout. Obviously, TKO in one and knocked the fuck out in the other. And uh, Elir Latifi, who I had pegged to win because he's just a fucking monster of a man. Looks like someone sculpted a sculpture of a man, but like out of beef. He's just a fucking huge person. And Chad Mendez, what a fucking disappointment. I had him picked to win. And he could have a couple times. He tagged Volkanovsky a few times. And he could have just followed it up. But for some reason, he hesitated. And he ended up getting knocked out himself. Not not taking away anything from Volkanovsky. Great win. That dude's a fucking dilemma for people that he challenges. Which I think he challenged, if I'm not mistaken, Holloway. Which, I mean, we saw what happened to the last guy that challenged Holloway. Oh, by the way... uh, Ortega looks pretty good because they showed him in the crowd and motherfucker doesn't look like he was put through a meat grinder anymore, so he's doing okay. He'll be fine, although his arm is broken. I'm pretty sure that DC and Jones are going to be going up next to run it back, and I guarantee you this won't end well for DC because although DC is a wonderful person and he's obviously one of the greatest fighters ever, he is, um, obvious, I mean, John Jones just lives, he, he rented an apartment in D.C.'s head, and that's just pressure that D.C. apparently can't seem to shake. I would like to think otherwise, and he can play it cool, and say that he doesn't give a fuck, and all this other shit, but guess what? It plays a factor. Every little thing that can give you anxiety plays a factor. Anyways, Volkanovski is a problem in the most beautiful way possible. He's quick. He's innovative. He's... Holy fuck, I don't even know how to explain it. He's just hes just a different type of fighter for that division. That division is... It's already stacked. They have the... Obviously, it's the UFC. It's top tier. But this guy is, for starting late in life, former rugby guy, and made a very successful living doing rugby and decided, huh, I'm going to pick up MMA. Kind of like the CM Punk thing, but, you know, not as horribly wrong. It ended up being a good life choice because this motherfucker is so, he's just so good. He's so good and he's so carefree the whole fight he was smiling and doing that woo thing like Ric Flair and it was just it was a sight to see man I I hadn't seen him fight before to be honest with you I've been slacking a little bit on watching and I don't know, man. He's he's just a fucking mon. He's I, I use the word monster a lot in this case. He's just a fucking monster for his division. He's a definite problem. Uh, I thought it was fucking hilarious when I, I think it was Dominic Cruz said that 
he used to play rugby weighing 214 pounds. And Joe Rogan's like, that's not real. That's not real. Like, it's impossible because he's making his weight now. And I know the guy was it well, obviously. But for to go from 214 pounds down to featherweight, Jesus Christ. That's so crazy. He's 19, 1, and 0. He fought Chad Mendez 18-5-0. Now, Chad Mendez is no slouch. Like I said, I had him pegged to win, but only because I hadn't seen this Alexander guy fight. And he could have. He could have won. And, and it's kind of... It's always disappointing to me to see that when a guy has it in his hands and then lets it slip away. But, I mean, that's one of the most fascinating things about MMA is it could be going one way one minute and the other the next. In the blink of an eye, things can change, as proven by Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Great guy. I love his name. I started laughing. I was like, huh, I wonder if he's gay too. But all that aside, none of that matters. It was just a wonderful, wonderful fight. Uh, next on the list of fights today was... Oh, yes. The Ilir Latifi. Ilir Latifi and Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson really has the fucking cardio of a god. Jesus Christ, he was real smooth. And Ilir Latifi, monster of a human being. But holy shit, man. He put so much power, so much raw power and energy behind each throw. If one of them even clips you, you're done. Or at least one of his heavier, because he does throw some jabs and stuff that he probably puts a shitload of power in those too. But it catches you right, you're done. And Corey Anderson weathered the fucking storm and just pushed him past his limit. There was really nothing else to say about that. Just pushed him past his limit and then finished him off. Because, I mean, fuck, that's what people do. I, I guarantee you he's going to get a championship fight. Uh, within 2019, he will fight for the championship for of the light heavyweight, light heavyweight division. And I don't think anybody can argue that. I mean, come on. The guy's nickname is Overtime because apparently he's always working. Now in this game that is MMA, as uh, Conor McGregor liked to say, uh, working means constantly training, which is great. Because it shows he has the fucking cardio of a explosive Olympic sprinter. And I don't see that changing anytime soon unless he, you know, does what most people do. Start believing their hype and, you know, slack off a little bit. Maybe go the John Jones route and start doing a little bit of coke. And popping for steroids or whatever. But... I see him being something great if he keeps up his work ethic and his overall skill level. Uh, ben Askren is actually the one who got him into it. Ben, we all know who Ben Askren is. And if you don't, he's one of the best MMA fighters ever. Never lost a match. I don't even think he's ever lost a round. 
but that might not be true either. So, yeah. Michael Chiesa and Carlos Condit. How far has MMA evolved since Carlos Carlos Condit was fighting full time? Michael Chiesa is a great fighter. Yes, one of the best. No, but he's a great fighter. I I guess time will tell if he's one of the best. But Carlos Condit was arguably one of the best. I mean, we saw what he did with Diaz. We saw what he did with... uh, I I blank on the name. But his resume speaks for itself. Feel free to Google it. But he had some dominant wins. And he's great on the ground. And he gets submitted by Michael Chiesa with some crazy-ass submission that I'd never seen before. It was like a one-arm Kimura, but then he leveraged his... He, he leveraged his arm with Carlos Condit's own body weight. It was just a strange fucking thing to see. I'd never seen that before. And they were talking about how crazy that shit was. And it was just pretty fucking fascinating to see how far this sport has gone and how far it will go. Because this is just the beginning. There's people coming up with new submissions, new ways to strike constantly. We've seen John Jones do it. Uh we've seen uh what's that game that guy's name? Uh Sean O'Malley. He's fucking crazy like that too. And dozens of people, at least two or three times a year you see some stuff that you've never seen before that nobody can explain. Not even ju- Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts like Joe Rogan or uh Technical strikers, like uh, coaches, like Mark Henry, they're just amazing. They're amazing people to just think like, huh, well, instead of hitting down the middle, what if you do a 360-degree flip and then flick your wrist and somehow they do it and get a knockout? It's so amazing to see. It's so blood-pumping to see. That's what I'm saying. Michael Chiesa is a great fighter, and he proved that he is a great fighter. Not one of the greats, but he's a great fighter. And if he keeps improving, at the, especially now that he's shot up weights. He went from fighting 155 to fighting at welterweight. And he looks so much healthier. He was able to hang more. Because watching his old weigh-ins and stuff and the fights, he looked like a Holocaust survivor. Everything was sunken in. His cheekbones had jagged points to them it was fucking awful to see and uh i don't know it was just a great fight for the most part they were rolling around like alligators the whole time basically until michael kias had just unleashed that new fucking submission so yeah now we go on to the women's featherweight featherweight champion featherweight Chris Cyborg, I've always had a ton of respect for because she's she fought hard. She made a cup a mistake or two, but she always bounced back. Not John's John Jones level of mistakes, but mistakes that um 
a lot of people could be tempted into. Obviously, if you don't know by now, I'm talking about steroids. She got popped, but I think one of them was even a diuretic. Not even a steroid, just something to help her cut weight. But that could be confusing somebody. Confusing some people, but... Um, yeah, and she showed she showed tremendous heart, but she also showed tremendous arrogance. She sh- she showed, wow, that's hard to say fast. She showed that oh, underestimating your opponent will get you fucked up quick. It wasn't like a little bit like, "Oh, I underestimated her. Let me adjust." It just seemed like a constant stream of I'm better than her. I'm bigger than her, and I'm going to keep running towards her like a fucking bull, and she paid the price for it. But the good part is, is even during her loss, she took it as a champion. She hugged her, shook her hand and stuff, helped get her off the floor, helped get Amanda Nunes off the floor because Amanda was crying because she was so happy. I mean, Amanda Nunes is literally the best woman to ever fucking... The, to ever fucking put on those gloves and it was amazing to see it was, it was heartwarming as they say because she she worked hard for it she worked hard for it she did what she said she was gonna do and she's a fucking sociopath she stayed calm while this bull was running towards her and she just shrugged it off and just went right down the middle and god bless her cause she knocked out she she beat the unbeatable, because as of this point, Cyborg looks looked unbeatable, but she figured out her puzzle. She figured out the puzzle that is Cyborg, and she fucking did it. She won the belt. She's the woman's champ champ, as that seems to be the. The uh, hot term for it or whatever. But she's the two division champion. Let's fucking have some respect. Then. Where do we start with John Jones? The fuck up of all fuck ups. The Mr. I have it all but need to fuck it up and get more. And by fuck it up and get more. I mean like fuck it up. And then oh now I have this big comeback. So I'll get more money and fame and all this other shit. But then I'm going to fuck it up again. And then the cycle repeats. I, it, it's e- it was easy to defend John Jones the first time it happened, you know? Like, okay, tainted shit. Good for him. Got a little bit harder, but still, mm, okay. Three, three times, though. And then now, I think this is the fourth that he popped hot in Nevada and had to go to California because he had 60 picograms of Tyranobol, Tyranobol, whatever it is, in his system, and, you know, the he took another drug test, came back clean, but, I mean, he could be microdosing, that seems to be the argument, where they just take a little bit so it's out of the system by the time it's there for drug tests, and it helps boost them for the time they need it to, and I guarantee you that his next piss test is going to come out dirty. And if the next piss test doesn't come out dirty, that's the inconsistency. Because now he has to do Vada and USADA. 
And if that 60 picograms hasn't gone down a couple things, but it or it just leaves the system or gets greater, they're going to know he's microdosing. And guess what? Then the whole fucking division gets thrown into shit again because of old Johnny Bones. Alexander Gustafson. Alexander Gustafson. I can never say it right the first time. Is not someone to play with. He's a frightening striker. And John Jones neutralized him. And it didn't look like it was due to overpowering. It looked like it was due to skill. That's why when they say John Jones is one of the best to ever do it, he is. He literally is. There's no way around it. He's one of the best fucking people that has ever done it. Because he he's just so unorthodox and so unpredictable. He never has a, a set rhythm for too long. He'll have a set rhythm for maybe 25 to 30 seconds. And then he changes, and it's never in a pattern either. It's, it's so strange. You see fighters setting up kicks forever and doing all this uh, faint, faking and fainting, whatever you want to call it, however you put it. And John Jones has this odd way of doing it to where you cannot time it. Plus, you have to remember, this guy's built like a fucking eagle hybrided with a gazelle. A eagle gazelle hybrid. I don't know if hybrided is a word, but he has the fucking wingspan of a grown adult, and he also has long legs. So he's just. I don't know, it's weird. He has this weird build where he's a lot longer. Than any other fighter. I mean, he had a, something like a five, uh, about a five-inch reach advantage over Gustafson. See? Never say it right the first time. And Gustafson stayed until he couldn't no more. And John Jones overwhelmed him. Got him on the floor. And then just started hammering him in John Jones fashion. That's what he does. If you're on the floor, you're done. You might be able to get up the first time, but you ain't getting up the next time. And if you do... You're not going to be getting up that third time for sure. It goes like you have some, it goes something like you have a 50% chance of getting up the first time. Then you have like a 25% chance of getting up the second time. And then it just drops to zero because you're not getting back up. He's just going to hammer you. And he's not one of those guys who has show muscles or anything. He's just going to pound you with everything he has until you're done. And you saw that if you watched the fight tonight. You saw that with Gustafson. You've seen that with every opponent he's ever had. The fight I'd like to see would be Michael Venom Page versus John Jones if MVP could get there. That would be amazing. Obviously, weights have to align and all that other shit. But John Jones, after the fight, said, Daddy's home, DC. Prove you're the champ champ. Something about that. So, let's read some fighter tweets. Okay, for the Mendez-Volkanovski fight, or should I say the Volkanovski, Volkanovski, Mendez fight. I'm going to pick up some of the best ones. Shane Burgos. Uh, he loved the fact it was a 
technical first round, and he always loves watching the heavyweights. Uh, the I'm sorry, the featherweights. I don't know why I said heavyweights. Oh well. Um. Yeah, the featherweights seem to be that perfect balance of muscle and and skill and speed. All the weight classes are great at what they do, but with the heavyweights, you get slower pace, more power, and then down, down, you get more faster and faster and but the featherweights seem to have it at that perfect balance and it's always great to see that um, Anthony Rocco Martin praised his gas tank and he looked mean and crazy apparently oh no he looked mean and crazy gas tank uh, yeah I mean the dude was smiling after he got clipped pretty bad by Chad Mendes and he shrugged it off after that there was a couple times that that happened and he fucking shrugged it off who the fuck does that you get nailed in the face by someone as explosive as Chad Mendes and just just laugh it off and Ric Flair woos and all that shit crazy and it was reminiscent of the McGregor fight It was reminiscent to how controlling and winning with with his wrestling. And then, poof. No more fuel. None. Maybe that's something that... That's just his style where he's like, Alright, I'm going to give it all I got. Try to get that first round knockout. Which he does most of the time. But if he makes it past that first round, I mean, he's pretty much dead in the water. But I think he clipped him. In the second round, if I'm not sure. But yeah, that's pretty much how it went. It went fast, 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 explosive, explosive, explosive. And then, alright, I'll counter. And it would seem to be counters, and that's what did it. Volkanovsky is a fucking problem, as I've said before. And it's. It, it, he's just, he he's just amazing. I can't wait to. He's he hasn't been fighting that long either. I think he start. They said he started training in eleven, twenty eleven. That is, so for him to only have been training for going on eight years, it's unheard of to see him at that fucking height, like at the height he the height he's at. And then. We can go to the reactions. I'm going to bounce here because I want to go to Amanda Nunes because that was just so crazy, man. She's just pummeling her right down the middle. Uh, everybody, everybody is praising her, obviously, because of how well she performed. It, it wasn't a long performance either. Because she was able to just knock her out of the park. That was it. First round. I think it lasted about a minute. And it's so crazy to see. It's so crazy to see women fight at that caliber. Not trying to be sexist or anything. Because yes, women can do everything men can do. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. But it's crazy to see her. It's crazy to see it in action. 
it's crazy to see the these women as vicious as the men. It's so crazy. Even though Love Cyborg to death, like I said, she was a great champion. She was still a champion in her loss. And, you know, as Dana White put it, that she looked like Vanderlei Silva in, the, in a dress, and which is funny, but she is fucking Vanderlei Silva, prime Vanderlei Silva in a dress, because she is a motherfucker. And Amanda Nunes looks like pretty much every lesbian in the city I live in. She just fucking put put her down. She put her down. And it was unbelievable. It was literally, I want to say, the best way for 2018 to end is to see something so historic. It wasn't just another fight. It was a woman that made history with myself and with many others. Amanda is the women's goat. She is what Daniel Cormier is to men's fighting at the moment. I would say Conor McGregor, but he never defended his title, so who gives a fuck? And the first real test he had, Khabib. Khabib fucking put him down. So, you know, he wasn't protected there. So he got his true form showed to the world. But Amanda Nunes, she'll fight anybody at any time. And it was just good to see that. It's, it's always good to see somebody so joyful that they're their their dreams are just met and it's not because of some luck of the draw or anything it's not because of any god prayer or anything like that it's because she just had the drive she had the drive to to just put it all on the line and she did because I guarantee you if it would have made it out of that first round Chris Cyborg would have had the upper hand uh, we'll go to the main event and that is of course the guy who popped hot for steroids in Nevada so they had to move the entire fight to California and tax these fighters at higher rates and the UFC brass the UFC brass basically just saying yeah that's what happens yeah that's what happens when you protect a cheater you dumb motherfuckers so yeah John, John Jones looked really sharp he looked great uh, Dan Hardy I reckon Jones is playing the long game, trying to frustrate Gus and draw him in, which is exactly what he did. Exactly what he did. Uh, lack of feints from Gus and body shots from Jones doesn't bode well for Gus. Look for high kicks from Jones. And again, that happened a lot, except minus the high kicks. But it, it, Gus just wasn't... He just didn't seem to be really up for throwing unnecessary stuff like feints and uh, 
leg kicks. He didn't throw a lot of those either. But John Jones definitely broke his leg because that leg was fucked up for the remainder of the fight and it showed because with that takedown he got is so crazy. It wasn't some odd takedown, but the way he was able to just so easily do it for what it looked like. It's because his fucking leg was broken. Jamie Varner. Weird. The cheater won. Who would have guessed? What a joke. Mm. I like what you're hinting at, Jamie. But there's no cheating. Remember, USADA said that there's this is a long-term thing in his system. Supplement, we'll call it. So it doesn't prove ingestion recently. Uh, there's fighters who have gotten popped for 17 picograms. Picograms. Whatever, I'm not going to say. I'm just going to call it picograms from now on. There's fighters who have gotten caught with a lot less than half of what you had in your system. Or what John Jones had in his system, rather. That ended up getting suspended. This guy's career should be over. And it should be a tragedy because he is one of the best fighters to ever live. And, you know, it is what it is, as they like to say. John Jones, uh, Aljamain Sterling, damn, a focused John Jones is one dangerous mofo. That guy has all the talent in the world. I hope he can stay clear of any more distractions to finish his career strong. Oh, in the eyes of the fans. Fuck in the eyes of the fans. Let's just hope he keeps it together to hold on to this belt. Look what happened with DC and his fight. Yeah, he won, but he was doped. He was doped. And I like the way they say, oh, there's not much in his system that could help his performance. It shouldn't be in there at all. That's probably proof that he's coming off this shit. And he fooled you dumb motherfuckers. Daniel Cormier. <laughs> I mean shit. He should win. Dude starts with a head start with a head start every time. Hashtag Usada fake. Hashtag Johnny Brasco. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. That's one of the best things I've read today. Johnny Brasco. Because <laughs> he's a snitch. If you don't get that. Because to get over his last bus quicker, he snitched on people. Because that's what fucking sniveling little cheating cunts do. Is they tattletale on people. We all know those people. Those people at work who do bad shit. And then they end up tattletaling on other people to make themselves look better. That's how it is. So no, it's not just in your little office cubicle or wherever you may work. It's it's where people fight. So just remember that. Johnny Prasco. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that seems to be the end of that. <laughs> Mike Pierce. Haha, <laughs> cut the fake Christian shit, Johnny Bones. No one is buying it. <laughs> That could be said about a lot of these people. We don't. I don't buy it. I don't bite that. I, I don't buy that people can do the things they do and still say that God has a plan for them. And it's God's will. No, it wasn't God's will. He didn't put a straw to your nose and make you snort that cocaine or heroin or whatever. He definitely didn't put a needle in your ass to take steroids, John. It was you. Fucking idiot. 
So I would like to say thank you for listening to this short cast. It's only about a half hour, half hour and five minutes, whatever. And uh, this is the first one. I'll be getting better at this with you as you listen. So hopefully you stick with me. So I'll have more things to point out. I am looking towards the future of getting some video equipment so I can video fight fight mates, fight casts, as I will be calling them. Uh, so you could see me and uh, hopefully a guest shithead just enjoying some fights and talking about what's going on. You guys have a good night and have a happy new year.